Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Nailed It Ortho podcast. My name is Dr. Cole, or Wendell Cole. Myself and Dr. Fitz started this podcast to go over high-yield orthopedic surgery topics, but you are now tuned into a different type of episode. First off, we'd like to say congratulations to all of the new interns who have just started their journey into orthopedic surgery residency. This episode is made really especially for you all. And, you know, we have a, a great episode in store for you today, uh, one that I wish, you know, when I was starting off with residency that I had a, was able to listen to one of these type of episodes and kind of get some good tips and tricks on how to survive intern year, how to do a great job in intern year. And nonetheless, we have some awesome guests on the podcast today. Our, our guest feature, we have Dr. Kamali Thompson, a little bit about Dr. Thompson. Such an honor to have her on the podcast. Really glad that she came on, but a little bit more about her. She's actually a Team USA Sabre fencer. She is a United States of America national champion. So, you know, it is 4th of July today. So what better day to do this episode than today? She is an Olympian and was a 2021 Olympic alternate. She has been featured on numerous, <laughs> numerous national sites, including NBC, The New York Post, Forbes, Oximity, Medscape, USA Today, Sports Illustrated. She has been in numerous podcasts, and I'm so happy that she was able to come on this podcast and give us some advice. She is actually a now a PGY2 orthopedic surgery resident, so she just went through the entire year. And we also have some of our returning guests on our show who have gathered together to interview her and, and talk about some of the tips and tricks for intern year. We have uh, Dr. Tyler Thorne, who you all have heard before on our Sports Citation Classics. And then we have a new member to the team, Jalen Warren, who is a second year medical student at The Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. And I really enjoy listening to this episode, had a lot of good tips and a lot of uh, just good advice. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. You are now listening to Nailed It, the orthopedic surgery podcast featuring doctors Jay Fitz and Wendell Cole. Welcome back to the Nailed It Ortho podcast. I'm Jalen Warren. I'm a new member of the Noted team, and I'm a second-year med student at Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. In today's episode, we have a very special guest for you, a U.S. national champion, a former 2021 Olympic alternate for the USA fencing team, and most importantly, a now PGY2 ortho resident at Temple University Hospital, Dr. Kamali Thompson. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining us today, Kamali. Uh, before we get started, Kamali, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you initially became interested in ortho? Well, you did such a fabulous job of introducing me. So, I mean, there really isn't much to add, but I am from uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. And initially I wanted to be a pediatrician when I was growing up. I knew I always wanted to be a doctor, um, but pediatrics was definitely the field that I was trying to pursue. And uh, I got to medical school. I was really excited about, you know, going my rotations. Um, I am a fencer. I can speak a little bit about that later, but I had a, an unfortunate accident, skier stump. Um, and right before I started pretty much training for the 2016 Olympics. And um, that really got me interested in sports medicine, but I still was thinking primary care. 
um, at the time. And then my third year of medical school, I did an ortho elective just because I had to choose a surgery, like an elective for surgery and everything else was not interesting. There was vascular, there was trauma, there was ENT. I like wanted nothing to do with any of those. So I chose ortho because I knew there was a sports medicine aspect to it. And I was thinking about primary care sports medicine. Um, so I started my ortho elective and on day one, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I went to my dean and I asked her, how do I become an orthopedic surgeon? And and that's kind of just where that went. Wow, some crazy cool experiences. Uh, it does all, it's always funny though, when you know one of our injuries leads us to you know the field that we're gonna be in for the rest of our lives. That, but that's how it turns out for a lot of us. Thanks for sharing though, Kamali, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's funny because in fencing, there are a lot of people that want to go to med school and they all wanted to be orthopedic surgeons. And I was like, what's the hype? I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why all you guys like this stuff. And they all had like ACL tears, meniscus tears, et cetera, et cetera. So then now I see, now I see what's going on and why everyone loves it so much. <laughs> oh yeah. You get all the hype now, Kamali. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get right into it. Today's episode is titled The Intern Survival Podcast. And we have Dr. Thompson here today who absolutely excelled in her intern year, here to share some pearls and wisdom on how to be a successful intern during your first year of residency. She'll speak on a variety of topics ranging from studying, biggest challenges, and a variety of other high-yield information that every intern should know. So without further ado, Kamali, the team and I have put together a series of questions that we feel every MS4 and incoming intern would like to hear your thoughts on. Myself, and Tyler, another member of the Nelly team, will be spearheading the conversation. And we're gonna jump right into it. Let's do it. All right, so first question we have for you today is, uh, did you study the summer between graduation and starting intern year, or did you just do something fun and take time off for yourself? So I'm a very non-traditional student, resident, et cetera, et cetera. So um, unfortunately the 2020 Olympics was pushed from 2020 to last summer, which is 2021, which is when I started residency. And as soon as I matched, I was still actively trying to make the team. Um, so most people take time off, which you absolutely should do. They go to Thailand, they go see the grandma, whatever. But I, um, I matched and then the next day I was um, heading on a plane to a competition, came back, was going to practice. I was extremely extremely overwhelmed. Yes, I was studying, but, um, you know, mentally I was really focused on trying to make the Olympic team and I ended up being the alternate and my, my program was amazing because the Olympics is in the middle of July, which is literally after you start residency. So of course I was doing the best I could to study and figure out the hospital. But for the first couple of weeks, my mind was on the Olympics and I went to the Olympics for two weeks, came back. And then that's when I really hit the ground running. So I studied a little bit, um, not as much as probably some other people. Do I think you should study? Yes. Do I think you should really enjoy the two and a half months you have before residency? Absolutely. You are never going to have this time again. So you need to sleep as much as you can. I'm talking 12 hours a day. You need to travel everywhere, go to Antarctica, go to Hawaii, go wherever you want, see all the family you want to see because your time is like not your own anymore. So if you want to go on a girl's trip, go on a guy's trip, you want to like, I don't know, whatever you want to do, just make sure you maximize the time that you have with your family, your friends, and even with yourself. So you can kind of have your own time to really start intern year because 
when you think about it, you're, you're never going to have, you know, two, three months off ever again in life, (laughs) unless you, unless you choose to, you know, but if you go the traditional route and you become an attending and a surgeon and all that, um, you're, you're just not going to have that free time. So really take advantage of it. Oh, okay. Well, amazing. Um, not too many people had to, uh, you know, do the Olympics while preparing for intern year. So <laughs> quite the perspective. Um, so if there's anything you could do to like look back in time, is there one thing uh, you're glad you did and one thing you wish you um, would have done to prepare for intern year? Yeah, one thing I would say um, that you definitely should do is get um, really educated on on orthopedic trauma so trauma is really the mainstay of just like it's a bread and butter of orthopedics and whether you want to be um you want to specialize in something else that's cool but if you can understand trauma you really can understand a large majority of orthopedics so um when i did i did research in sports so i was very um I knew, I knew a lot about sports and I also saw a lot of peds when I was on my home rotations, but trauma was something that I definitely had less experience in than everything else. So I, I started reading up on that, but I would definitely suggest really getting familiar with X-fixes and nails and um, the most common fractures that'll come in in your area. It kind of depends on where you are matching. I'm in Philadelphia. We have a lot of GSWs and that's just not going to look the same as someone who is um, in a residency where there's a lot of MVC. So kind of see where your program is, see what you guys are going to see the most of and get familiar with those, with those, um, those fractures. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, definitely depend on your location. You'll have a lot more different type of trauma. So thank you for sharing. Um, this next question kind of will be unique for you um, due to, you know, your circumstances and what you do. But what was the biggest change or challenge going from an MS4 to an intern? Oof, yeah, that is, uh, I mean, I think everyone goes through something. I can speak about my specific challenges and then kind of generalize it. Um, so for me, you know, so I retired from sensing a couple of months ago and um, residency is a big change. You're just adjusting to one, we've been students for our whole lives. And now we're people that have jobs and responsibility. You're still a student in residency, but it's different because, um, you know, you're taking care of patients. Um, you're finally, finally getting paid, right? Like this whole time we've been paying someone else to teach us something. Now we're finally getting paid. So you have those responsibilities. Some people have families. So I think making that adjustment of like, how do I balance um, work, like work-life balance? How do I just balance being in a work environment, right? Like some people, it's their first job and and having coworkers and having a boss like all that stuff is is a huge adjustment and then you add the responsibility of 30 patients on top of that and like every day showing up and still learning and intern you you never know anything like you think you know something finally and then you don't like you just are always learning so I think that's a big adjustment and then for me specifically um, just ending a part of a chapter of my life that um, has been going on for so long. I've been fencing for the majority of my life. Um, this year, in fact, I've been fencing for 15 years. And I'm 30. So the majority of my life. So ending that chapter was, um, you know, really emotional for me. You just losing familiarity with things that I've done every day for the last 15 years and people I've seen for the last 15 years every day was an adjustment. So it was a lot of emotions, a lot of adjusting. But um, the good thing about intern years at the end, you really feel like you have a, a hold on what's going on, how to get through your day to day at home and at work. And I finally have a, a, a feeling of how things are going to go. So this is, things are going great. 
That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, kind of building off what you just finished saying, you know, you've been fencing for 15 years, right? So mm-hmm. for those who have been away from the clinical setting for some time, perhaps, you know, they were in the Olympics or they took a research year after their fourth year, how would you advise them to prepare to get back into the clinical setting? Oh, man. So I, <laughs> again, very non-traditional student. So I actually started med school in 2012. And then I did two years of med school. Initially, when I wanted to be a pediatrician, I was going to have my own practice. So I went to business school. So I got my MBA. So I did that for a year and a half. And then I took off um, the next six months to train for the 2016 Olympics. And then I went back to med school for my third year. And what I did not do (laughs) was I did not um, really start rereading everything that I had studied the first few years. So when I started my first rotation, I was so lost. And it's funny because you don't really, you think you remember, and then um, you realize you've been away for something for two years and you just can't remember any details. Uh, So when I went to do my two years of of research and then I came back for fourth year, I started studying six months out and it was a whole like night and day difference. So if you're taking time off, what I would really recommend is um, you don't have to be studying every single day for, you know, whatever time frame you're away, but I would start maybe three to six months when you're getting back into school or or you're starting residency to really start studying, start doing some questions, really jog your memory, because at the end of the day, you're going to be starting with people that never took that time off. So those people are very fresh, they're very sharp, they remember everything, and you just don't want to, one, you don't want to look stupid, and two, you want to really be as fresh as you can. So definitely doing some questions and, and jogging your memory to get back into it. So a lot of the responsibilities of interns seems to be like managing patients on the floor. So are there... But like, what are the top three issues that you with as an intern when it came to managing? Um, so top three issues, uh, number one, time management. And that's just something that comes with experience. There's so much that's going on. There's so many things that you need to get done. And when we're on our ortho rotation at my program, you're doing, you're seeing consults and you're running the floor. So, you know, you have, nurses that are paging you about patients that keep asking them for pain medicine or, or whatever, the dressing change. And then you've got like this open tip downstairs. And obviously one is taking priority, but that doesn't mean the page is not still going off. So I think the first um, couple of weeks or even like the first month, it's so frustrating because you're trying to figure out how to be in 10 places at one time. So learning how to manage your time, learning how to triage issues. And then once you really build a rapport with other co-residents and other nurses, they'll start helping you out. So you can kind of ask them to say, hey, listen, I'm in a trauma right now. Um, Please tell the family, you know, who's asking to speak to you. I'll be there in an hour, but like, I just can't, I just can't make it right now. So I think, um, learning how to manage your time. And then the second thing that's uh, really difficult is learning how to work with um, attendings. And when I say it's difficult, everyone has something that they want, right? So some attendings want you to be on top of their patients all the time. Some attendings are a little bit more laid back, um, but really learning how everyone works and and when you should be asking for help and uh, when you should be reaching out to your senior residents all that takes time. So working on the floor is is definitely difficult when you start residency, but you will learn how to manage things. You'll learn how to ask for help. Um, and then you make friends with people. People will volunteer to help you out too. So never burn bridges. So yeah, with um, intern year, you have all these new responsibilities and managing patients. So how did you find time to 
uh, study and how did you structure your study time? Yes, um, so that's also something that takes time because you have to, um, you have to figure out A, how the best way you study and B, <laughs> you sometimes you just don't have any time. <laughs> so uh, depends on your rotation, you know, when you're on your floor, your trauma rotation, you might have some late nights, but the most important thing is just to start doing questions when you're, it, I mean, it's really similar to med school, but when you do questions, you know, you're constantly learning, you're constantly having new information thrown at you. Um, and then for my program, we have didactics every day. So what we do is I know, yeah. So we have didactics every day. So automatically, I'm I'm reading whatever the topic is for tomorrow. I'm doing those questions, um, and then most importantly, when you have consults, you're reading up on those consults. So you're constantly learning something new every time you see, you know, the same thing. So if you have five humeral shaft fractures, you have five different times to read something and learn five new 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 things. Um, so always learning, always asking questions. You know, I think the most important part about intern year is um, you feel like you don't know anything because you don't know anything, but you also don't wanna um, sound stupid when you ask questions, but like people are expecting you to ask questions. So just ask it, you know? Um, and if you find someone in your program that you really vibe with, then that could be your go-to person and you don't have to really worry about, you know, like, you know, looking silly, but definitely always asking questions so you can always learn something new. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, intern year definitely sounds like a year of becoming comfortable being uncomfortable. So taking initiative sure. for sure. So talking about studying uh, outside the realms of orthopedics, how did you go about studying and taking step three? Yeah, so step three is uh, is really important. I would say it depends on your program. So for, for us, we have six months on ortho and six months off ortho. Some programs like my med school, that program, um, the gen surge is, is intertwined with the ortho rotations. So I would ask around and I would figure out what the quote unquote lightest rotation is. When we'll have the most time uh, for us, it's our, our emergency uh, medicine rotation. So we have six days on, however, the days are like seven or eight hours. So you can just be there and then come home, you can study. And then I actually had EM during COVID. So, you know, we had not that many patients coming in. If they did, they had COVID. On my overnight shifts, I kind of just brought out my iPad and I would just be doing questions and, and um, reading or doing, you know, CCS cases or whatever. So just pick the lightest rotation, use that time to study, and then take your step three. I got you. Sounds easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> so um, talk, continuing on that um, conversation about exams, could you speak about uh, orthopedic and training examinations and how did you go about preparing for those? Yeah, so um, the OITE is uh, very important because it is a, a predictor of how you'll do on your boards. The most important thing I would say is to start studying <laughs> early but at, at the same time if you're studying just you know kind of what I was saying before reading up on consults doing questions each night and um if you guys have didactics you're just studying up for that 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 is studying for the OIT you know um it's great because it's the first time 
that probably ever you're taking a test and it only asks questions about stuff that you care about. So it's not like, you know, step one, two, and three, the MCAT, you're like, I don't even care about this stuff. It's all ortho. It's great. You're like, I'm learning so much. Um, so questions, ortho bullets has great questions. Rest study has great questions. Ask your program if they have anything specific. Some programs will provide you with these questions. Um, some programs don't. I would if you are not an intern, but if you're like an M4 and you're going on your ways uh, in, your, in your interviews, I would ask the residents at programs you're interviewing um, at what they do to prepare, what the program does to prepare students for the OIT, because it's very important that you do well. But uh, those are my tips. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Just to build off of that, I know you mentioned ortho bullets. Could you just mention any more resources that you found very helpful for you during your intern year? Yes. Um, so OrthoBullets has a great step by like it's, a, it's like spark notes, but for ortho, if you've never heard of it, they have questions too. There are free questions you have. You can also purchase the um, full set of questions. You should not fully base all of your ortho knowledge off of OrthoBullets. So you should definitely be, be you should definitely be reading some supplementary material. Uh, Rockwood and Green is a great resource. The Hamburger Fractures is a great resource. There's tons of books, but those are kind of like the basics. Um, you can use Hoppenfeld Approaches for Approaches in Surgery. ViewMedi is a great, it's like YouTube, but for um, for ortho. So you, like, if you're going into a case, you should definitely see the case before you go into the case. Go on ViewMedi, type in the case. There's tons of videos, just look it up. And then that way you can be prepared. Uh, and then Rest Study is another other question set that a lot of people use. So kind of switching gears, um, you know, this is the first time that a lot of uh, these med students and interns will be having uh, money and trying to figure out how to live on their own. So do you have any tips on um, budgeting and um, kind of just those things that come with uh, becoming an adult, basically, you know, time away, maternal parental leave, insurance? Yeah, for sure. Um, so budgeting is very important. <laughs> if you've never budgeted before, it's, you should definitely start now. Uh, what you want to do is you really want to map out your expenses. So how much is rent cost? How much does your car cost? How much does insurance cost? Um, how much do are you spending on food? Like map out like what you should what you think you should be spending, and then take your paycheck, take out the taxes, and make sure that matches up. Um, saving is very important. Investing is very important. Everyone has their own methods for those, but but you should be staying, make sure your expenses stay below your income. Um, and that's how you really build a successful budget. You should always be saving for uh, rainy day. You never know. We're definitely about to be in a recession. So, I mean, like you need to make sure that you do have some, some, um, some liquid cash on you, but it's really important to not overspend, especially as a resident, you know, we've all been working really hard to get here. You want to have the penthouse apartment with the rooftop pool. If that doesn't fit in your budget, then, and you don't have like a secondary income, right? Like if you're like a, a secret TikTok star and you have all these like endorsements and do whatever you want, but if this is your only source of income, then you need to make sure that you're staying within, within the realms of what you can afford. Some programs, you know, will give you a food budget, then maybe you can spend less money on food. Um, some, some programs make you pay parking. So then you've got to factor that into your budget. Really sit down with your expenses. If you have a significant other or if you 
are taking care of family, make sure you're putting all that stuff in there as well. Um, your program should be giving you some sort of um, information on benefits that they offer. So uh, a 401k or a 403b um, is the retirement plan. So if you wanna invest in that, that's always an option. You need to definitely be making sure that you're setting yourself up for success later down the line. If you wanna have your own, like Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, then you can set that aside too. But um, a financial planner is definitely something that you should look into because, you know, we're in orthopedics and we all should be very successful financially and you want to make sure you're starting off on a good foot. Yeah, it sounds great. You know, especially it's the things that we really don't think about when, you know, you're striving so hard to get into residency and you're finally there and just really want to focus on orthopedics and becoming a good physician. So important things to think about for sure. Um, so just kind of reflecting back, what is the biggest takeaway after completing uh, your intern year? Um, I think the biggest takeaway, oh, there's so many. Okay, let's pick one. So the biggest takeaway is just how much I love medicine. You know, I think this is really the first time that, you know, we've been working so hard our whole lives, right? Like you, you hit the ground running kindergarten and then you go all the way to like high school and then you start college and most people decide they want to go into medicine. Nobody even cares about biology and chemistry and all that stuff that we had to take. And then you're in med medical school, which is great, but now you're still learning stuff you don't care about. And this is the first time you're actually focused on what you want to focus on. And you have really hard days sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's like you chose this and you're operating and you are fixing, you know, these people that come in, they have pelvic fractures, they have um, bilateral bimouth, and two weeks later, you, you see them in the office and they're like, well, I'm, I'm on crutches now, but I'm going to be able to walk in three months because of you. And like, that's just such an amazing feeling. So I think the biggest takeaway is just kind of making sure that you're reinforcing your passion every day and making sure that you're happy and making sure that you are finding a reason to continue to love medicine because you've been working so hard to get to this point. No, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Uh, definitely. A lot of things you probably have in the back of your mind to reflect on from entire year and finally being able to actually be in the field that you've been working so hard to get to all this basically most of your life. Right. <laughs> but um, if we key in on some things kind of, what would you say was like the biggest things that you would want an intern to do or that you would really emphasize to an intern to do during the intern year? Because we always hear, you know, the do's and don'ts in medicine, whether that's in med school and then finally in residency and then obviously once you're attending. So what are some um, do's that you would tell an intern to make sure that you accomplish and make sure that you're focusing on during your intern year? Uh, the biggest do is just learn everything that you can especially on your off-service rotations. You know, uh, again, we, we, we are really excited to be in ortho. And when we do the gen search stuff, you know, you might not think it's that exciting, but there's always something to learn from everyone. And just because it's not an ortho attending doesn't mean that they don't have valuable information. It could be learning how to suture. It could be take, uh, how to speak to patients. I had an amazing plastics attending that I just came off plastic surgery and the way that he spoke to his patients, like I, I almost cried so many times in the clinic because they almost cried because he was that good of an attending. So you can learn something from everyone. And then, um, you know, just because we're, we're just fixing bones and, you know, ligaments and all that, that doesn't mean that other medicine is not involved. So, uh, you know, patients have problems. They might have, you know, some sort of like endocrine problem that we don't think is related, but it probably is. So, you know, don't forget to focus on 
the entirety of the patient and not just the ortho aspect because you need to just learn as much as you can. So I think that's that's the most thing, the most important thing for you to remember in intern year. Absolutely, absolutely great points, great points. Um, you know, now, you know, as you have fresh interns, you know, they're always thinking about the worst possibilities, right? So now tell us some things that are absolutely don'ts, major don'ts <laughs> that you do not want to do and make sure you're not getting caught up in during your intern year? Major don'ts, um, you should never be drowning. If you feel like you don't have a hand on the situation, you need to call somebody ASAP because things that you might not think as an intern are big deals could be huge deals, but you haven't seen enough in, in medicine to know that. So if, you, if anything feels off, if anything looks funny, like call someone immediately, don't wait on it. Um, again, you know, when you're getting all these calls from all, all these different people, sometimes you might think that that one consult is like fine, but like you need to text that consult all out and have someone go see it as soon as you can, like every single consult, because you never know what um, could be lingering that you just, that you miss because, you know, again, you're an intern and you just haven't been around the block enough time. So I would say um, for sure, if you need help, you need to ask immediately. Uh, make sure you don't have too much in your plate. Ask for help from your co-residents. You know, speak to your chief residents. Don't go rogue because a lot of people think that after a little bit, they they have a handle on what's going on. You don't. And and I say that respectfully because I don't. Like, like just be like, you don't need to be making 100% of any decisions because we're still young, right? Like there are a lot of times the chief residents will um, confirm with the attending before they do something. And like, that just shows you how much, how much time we have how much stuff we have to learn so you should never be you know at a place where you think you can just make all the decisions yourself because you absolutely cannot um, and then last but not least like treat people with respect which is so funny because you're like why would I even have to say that out loud but we I was just talking to a, a bunch of the scrub techs yesterday and they were saying how funny it is when people become residents and they start like you know really speaking down to people and um, whether you're a doctor or you're not, like you don't, you shouldn't be speaking to anyone disrespectfully. Like you're a person, I'm a person, everyone's a person. We're all teams, PAs, NPs, scrub techs, attendings, residents, we're all a team. So everyone deserves respect. Um, treat everyone as such and don't go crazy just because you have a long white coat. Awesome. Oh, you've definitely been sharing some amazing tips and great advice and knowledge. Um, just wanted to pick your brain for one last piece of, you know, one last phrase or word of advice that every intern should remember as they start their, uh, you know, journey of residency. The biggest thing I could say is work-life balance. If you, as a resident, don't find joy outside the hospital or you know, with friends, with family, by yourself, um, you're not taking care of your your physical, your mental well-being, you are going to burn out so quick because residency takes so much out of you. So work-life balance, some people say work hard, play hard, whatever you want to use, but you do need to enjoy yourself and you need to enjoy life because um, medicine is difficult, patients, and um, it could be a really you know, heartbreaking or traumatizing experience sometimes. And if you don't have a place where you can kind of get back to a strong mental state, then things can get rough. So find some work-life balance. Absolutely, absolutely. With so much going on in the world and medicine, it's definitely very, very important to find that work-life balance to make sure that you don't drown, you don't burn out. So I want to thank you so much, Dr. Thompson, 
for taking the time out of your busy schedule to record this podcast and sharing your wisdom and experiences. Going forward, I wish you the best of luck in your second year residency, and I know you will kill it just as you did the first year. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Your podcast is so famous. I used to, uh, in medical school, drive to the hospital listening to it, so I like am very honored to be here today. <laughs> We're honored to have you, Dr. Thompson. Well, I want to say Lily, Tyler, Jessa, Grace, and I are part of the Nailed Ortho blog team. So to our listeners, if you have any questions for myself or the rest of the team, feel free to reach out to us through the Nailed Ortho social media handles. Until next time, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all really enjoyed this episode of the Nailed Ortho podcast. A little bit different, but mostly aimed towards our resident learners, um, especially those of you that are starting off. Don't worry about it. You're going to do great this year. Uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated when we drop new things. And without further ado, enjoy your 4th of July. Enjoy this week. Enjoy the year. And we will see you all next week or maybe in a couple of days if you like our OITE review episodes, which we will be releasing two of them this week.